1: Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Able to leap tall buildings in a single bound.
2: Look, up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman.
1: Yes, it's Superman. Strange visitor from another world who came to Earth with powers and abilities far beyond those of mortal men. Superman who can change the course of mighty rivers. Bend steel in his bare hands, and who, disguised as Clark Kent, a mild mannered reporter for a great metropolitan newspaper, fights a never ending battle for truth, justice, and the American way.
3: But before we join Superman, here is an important message. Brothers and girls, nearly two weeks ago I talked with you about the importance of salvage and urged all of you to join the junior salvage army divisions organized in your own communities. Well, now, it's a pleasure to thank and congratulate you on behalf of the salvage authorities for the enthusiasm with which you've been doing your job in collecting metal and rubber scrap. As a matter of fact, one of these gentlemen said that your efforts were far more productive in most instances than those of adults. And believe me, that's something to be proud of. The work you're doing, you know, is very important to Uncle Sam's war efforts because it makes up for the shortage of raw materials and rubber needed in the stepped-up manufacture of guns and bullets and tanks and planes and all other much-needed war materials. Now, some of you were kind enough to write and tell us how you were winning increasing rank in the Junior Salvage Army as a reward for the large amounts of salvage that you've turned in. Now, one letter particularly intrigued me. It's from Robert M. Childs, Jr., aged 13. And Bobby says... I thought you'd like to know that I'm now a sergeant in the junior salvage army. Grandma and Aunt Harriet let me go through their attics and cellars, and Uncle Henry let me clean all the old license plates and tires and tubes out of his garage. I collected so much salvage stuff from them that my dad had to load it in his car and drive it down to the schoolyard. Grandma and Aunt Harriet and Uncle Henry were so pleased with the clean-up job I did in their places that they each gave me a 50-cent war-saving stamp. So I killed two birds with one stone. I'm going to keep on working at digging up scrap metal and rubber just as long as Uncle Sam needs it. And next time i write to you, maybe I'll be a lieutenant. Now, a spirit like that simply can't be licked, fellas and girls. So stay on the job. Uncle Sam needs your help to win this war. And
1: now, the adventures of Superman. When the reigning potentate of Mecca, the aged Sheik Hussein Mohammed, requested that Clark Kent journey into the Belgian Congo in search of his long-lost son and heir, the mere request started a hornet's nest of trouble. To begin with, news that Kent might go on an expedition to locate the Sheikh's son reached the ears of Ben Ali Mohammed, a dishonest brother of the Sheik and leader of the dread Black Narcissus cult. Immediately, orders were given that Kent must be stopped, murdered if necessary. For if the Sheikh's son was found and brought back to Mecca neither his title nor his fabulous wealth would go to the brother. In the midst of everything, young Jimmy Olson disappeared and it was feared he had been abducted by the black Narcissus cult. But now, as our story continues, Jimmy has returned to the hotel at which Kent and Lois are staying and is asleep in Kent's room. It is now almost midnight. Suddenly, two familiar figures in Arab dress step out of the shadows of the darkened street, enter the hotel, converse for a moment with the native clerk at the desk, and then silently mount the steps to the second floor. In the corridor outside Kent's room, they pause, and Ben Ali Mohammed, leader of the Black Narcissus cult, turns to his henchman, Kader.
2: Here is the room, number 19. Uh,
4: what if the door oh, is locked?
2: I have what is called a pass key, a key that will open the door of any room in this hotel. I will try it now. Does the key fit? Yes, the door is now unlocked. I will open it. Gently. Can you see anything, Cader? I see a bed. And a person asleep in it. Good. It is the reporter, Kent. You will steal into the room, Cader, and perform the task. But be quick about it. Are you ready? I am ready. Then go, but be swift and silent.
1: Slipping into the darkened bedroom... Kader approaches the bed in which Jimmy Olsen is fast asleep, blissfully unaware of the danger hovering over him. Suddenly, the white-clothed Arab removes an ivory-handled knife from beneath his cape. His arm comes up, and for a moment, the steel blade of the knife reflects the yellow light shining in the corridor, and then, for some strange reason, Kader's arm drops to his side, and his dark eyes shift uncertainly from one end of the room to the other. At the half-open door, Ben Alley's voice is nervously urgent.
2: Cater! Cater, be swift! Why do you hesitate? Close the door, Ben Ali. In the name of Allah, what has come over you? Close the door. The knife was upraised. I saw it. Why then did you not make use of it? In the name of the seven bearded prophets, speak. Do not stand there staring at me. Why did you not perform your mission? There are two beds in that room, Ben Ali. And there are two persons asleep in them. Two? I saw only one. The other is hidden in darkness. He cannot be seen from the door. For that reason, you failed to do as you were instructed. I did not know what to do. On my honor. You are a fool, Kader. Go back into that room and perform your mission. On which person. In which bed? What difference does it make? On both of them, if necessary.
4: Arguing
1: heatedly over the problem of which of the two beds is being occupied by Clark Kent, Ben Alley and his henchman, Kader, move across the corridor to be out of earshot. Meanwhile, inside the room, a strange scene is taking place. Clark Kent, who had been waiting only for Cater to strike in order to stop the knife in midair, has decided on another move in the event the Arabian returns. Moving swiftly, Kent, as Superman, lifts Jimmy gently in his arms and transfers him to his own bed.
4: It's okay, Jim boy. Go to sleep. Dead to the world. Now to get into his bed, pull the covers up. And wait for my Arabian friends.
1: In the corridor outside the room, Ben Ali has convinced Cater that there is only
2: one thing to do. It is as I say. You will have to give the knife to both persons in both beds. Otherwise, we will accomplish nothing. I am afraid, Ben Ben Ali. You're right. Come then, let's get it over with. Attend to the bed nearest the door first. And this time, do not permit anything to stand in the way. I have promised to pay you well once I have inherited my brother's riches. Now I will double what I have
4: promised. Open the door, Ali. This time I will not leave the room until the mission is performed. Go, Keda, and be swift.
1: I go. Once again, Keda slips into the room and approaches the bed nearest the door. His arm comes up, the knife flashes momentarily, then plunges down at the figure huddled under the covers. It is shattered.
4: The person in this bed is a thing of stone. No, Cater, not a thing of stone. Ay, I help, help, help. It is the devil in the red cape. Not so but... fast, Cater. Are you with the Ali? Please,
2: Cater, please for your life. Oh, no, you don't. Ay.
4: Now, my two fine-feathered friends, now that I've caught you red-handed, you're going where you belong, to jail. Oh, be merciful, a part of
2: I'll
4: be merciful. What I should do is knock your crooked heads together until oh, no, you oh, can't please. see straight or tie your lying tongue Ay, in a knot. you. Come on. You've got a date behind bars. No, 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 no! Where well, you taking us? The stairways in the other direction? We won't use the stairway. It might attract attention.
2: But there is only a window at this end of the car.
4: Exactly. First, we'll open it. Now we'll take one of you under each arm. Wait. Wait. What are you doing? We're going out the window, all three of us.
2: No, no, no! We will be killed. It is murder,
4: but no. murder. You're a fine one to speak of murder. Come on, you're wasting time. Hey, uh, let me hey. Up, up. And away!
1: (laughs) Diving out the open window with a terrified Arabian under each arm, Superman wings across the darkened city, resolved that once and for all, Ben Alley and his henchman Tater must be put behind bars. The following morning, in the hotel dining room, Clark Kent, Lois Lane, and Jimmy are having breakfast, when suddenly, Jimmy looks up from his plate and stares off into space.
0: Jimmy, for heaven's sake, stop dreaming and finish your cereal. Oh, me? Oh, oh, yeah. I was just thinking about that dream I had last night. What dream? Well, it's all kind of hazy, but I dreamed someone was standing at my bed, kind of hunched up over me, and
4: and he had a knife in his hand, and... Oh,
0: Clark, how could you be so clumsy? Oh, I'm sorry, Lois. My hand slipped and overturned the glass.
4: Oh, I'm soaking oh, wet.
0: Oh, water. Here, let me help you.
2: No, never mind. I'll go up and change. Oh, I'm terribly
0: sorry, Lois. Yes,
2: I'm quite sure you
4: are.
0: Gosh, I don't know why she got sore, Mr. Kent. You didn't upset the glass purposely. Well, Lois is on edge. And you're to blame. Me? Why? Well, that little disappearing act of yours had her worried to death. Never pull anything like that again, young man. Our friendship is over. Oh, don't worry. I won't. Say, hey, can I tell you about the rest of my dream? About the guy with the knife? Uh, never mind it now. Some other time. Okay,
2: Mr. Kent? Mr. Kane. Kent?
0: Oh, someone's paging me. Yes, I know. Over here, boy. Uh, Mr. Kent? Yes, I have two envelopes for you. One a cablegram, and the other a sealed communication from the Palace of the Sheikh Mohammed. Oh, thank you very much. You're quite welcome. The cable must be from Mr. White, don't you think? Probably. Well, what's it say? If you'll well, give me a chance to open it, I'll find out. Can we go to Africa? Oh, I'm afraid not. Here's what it says. No objection to Africa trip if someone foots Bill. Oh, will it take much money, Mr. Kent? Oh, about $5,000. Of course, if I went alone... Well, I've got $16.80 in the savings bank back in Metropolis. I was saving it up to buy a war bond, but... Buying a bond is much more important than going to Africa, Jimmy. Anyway, that wouldn't buy a five-mile ride on a camel. No, nope, I guess it's out. Now, well, let's see what the communication from the Sheik's Palace is. Didn't you say the Sheik died yesterday, Mr. Kent? Yes, this is probably an announcement of... Great Scott. Well, what is it? Well, Jimmy, look. A draft for $25,000 in American funds drawn on the Bank of Mecca. Wow. And a map of the Belgian Congo with an X marked on it and a notation. Prince Seba, son of the late departed Sheikh Hussein Mohammed, was last reported here. Gosh, that means we can go. We've
3: got the
4: money and the matter. Jimmy, and... Jimmy, everyone in the dining room is looking at you. Keep your voice down.
0: We can go, can't we? Well, I suppose we can, but there's one thing I want clearly understood. Oh, oh I'll do anything you say, Mr. Kent. I will make a move without your permission. I promise oh, I will. All
4: right, all right, but
0: if you break that promise just once... Don't worry, I won't break it. Oh, come on, then. We've got plenty to do before we leave. We'll have to pack, and buy some clothes suitable for the jungle, and most important of all, hire a plane to get us down there. Now, you go up and tell Lois while I pay our hotel bill. Look, are hmm? you quite sure that Arabian pilot is, well, you know, competent? Well, he was recommended very highly. If anything goes wrong, I'll take the controls. What on earth is Jimmy doing? Ever since we got on board, he's been hunched over a seat fiddling with a paper box. I'll find out. Jimmy, what are you doing? Just a minute, Mr. Kent. Okay, I'm ready now. Ready with what? <laughs> Miss Lane, this is for you. I'm going away, present. Clark! It's a black narcissist. Where did you get that, Jimmy? Oh, a man at the hotel gave it to what? me. What? He said to take it out of the box when we got on the plane and give it to Miss Lane. Well, drop it, Jimmy. Drop it. Oh, Jimmy. I stuck myself on one of these darn thorns. Jimmy, those thorns, they're poison. <laughs>
1: Terrified, Lois is frozen to her seat as Clark Kent snatches the deadly black Narcissus from Jimmy's hand and hurls it into the rear of the plane. But the damage has already been done. A tiny pink spot on the index finger of Jimmy's right hand indicates where the poisoned thorn has pierced the skin. What will happen? Will Clark Kent be forced to abandon the flight to Africa and return to Mecca? Don't miss tomorrow's exciting episode. For the first time, Superman is forced to fight a dangerous, unknown enemy deadly poison. So don't miss it. Be with us, same time, same station. Tune in and follow the
3: adventures of Superman. Fellas and girls, don't let up, even for a little while, on your efforts to collect metal and rubber scrap. Keep in mind the great importance of this job in the American war effort. Don't forget that anything made of metal or rubber, no matter how old or battered, can and will be used to make war materials for our fighting forces. For instance, one battered old water pail contains enough scrap steel to make three bayonets. One broken-down lawnmower provides enough scrap steel to make six three-inch shells for our fighting navy. And one old copper kettle can be turned into 84 rounds of ammunition for an automatic rifle. And you know what one of our boys can do to the Japs or the Nazis with that. So you soldiers of the Junior Salvage Army get into the scrap by digging up scrap to help Uncle Sam win this war.
1: Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Able to leave tall buildings in a single bound.
2: Look! Up in the sky! It's a bird! It's a plane!
1: The Adventures of Superman every day, Monday through Friday, same time, same station. Superman is directed by George Loter and is a copyrighted feature appearing in Action Comics magazine.
3: This is Mutual.